And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I want to thank you for joining me today. Today's show, I'm going to make a case why single-family and multifamily real estate investing is a long-term stable way to make great returns and to protect your wealth. Most importantly, you want to protect what you've earned and continue to grow that wealth. But I make that statement in today's market. Yes, interest rates are high. I understand there's a lot of fluctuation out there. But that statement is true in today's market. In fact, I want you to take the following away, and I'll make a case throughout the show for the following. But I want to say real estate investing is and will continue to be a safe investment. I see no reason why it will not. I and mean, I'm going to break these down uh, further going into the show. I also want to say real estate, when done properly, yes, when done properly, will outperform all other investments. When done properly, it'll outperform everything. Rental demand. Let's talk about, we're going to go into demand. We're going to do a deep dive into it. I'm going to tell you over the next several years now and going forward, it is only going to increase. And finally, there's not going to be a housing crash. Okay. Not like there was in 2008 and 2010. Let's just get that out there. You can get on the internet tonight and you can find an article saying that there's going to be a crash of, of single-family real estate. It's not going to happen, okay? In fact, prices are going to stay high, and I believe they'll actually appreciate not just a tad if we're looking at a long-term three to five years. I think they're going to appreciate significantly, and we'll make a, a case for that. Those are strong statements. I understand. Now, why, why am I bringing this to you? Why? Let's get to the why. I'm doing it because I want you to change your life. Now, starting today, I want you to create passive income. There is nothing sweeter than passive income. I'm telling you right now, I want you to grow your wealth and I want you to grow your passive income to the point to where you are truly, truly financially free, not dependent on a job, essentially free to do what you've always wanted to do, what you've been putting off your entire life, what you've been telling yourself, well, we'll do that when we're retired, or I always wanted to do that. I just never had the time or the resources to do that. But when you're financially free, you can even work if, if you want to, right? There's, there's a huge difference between wanting to work and having to work, right? Having to work because you need to get that check because you need to either pay rent or pay the mortgage or pay the car payment or pay the utilities or pay the insurance, right? Pay the groceries. Just have money for entertainment. But there's a massive, massive difference between wanting to work and having to work. I mean, you just wake up different in the morning, okay? You absolutely wake up different. Everything's different. The sun in the sky looks different. Everything sounds differently when you're financially free. Now for my disclaimer, okay? I know there's going to be some outliers out there, but here it is. 
real estate is local, okay? I, those are four bold, broad statements that I made, and we're going to go into each of those. But real estate ultimately is local. Look, there, there are entire regions in this country, entire states, where none of those statements will be correct, okay? Remember, I said when done properly, and, and part of the properly is in the, in the right place. Uh, look, there's, there's good states, uh, or quote-unquote, what we consider good, landlord-friendly, business-friendly states. There are, are good states where those statements are not true, right? There's, there's areas that will tell you don't invest in that area. In fact, if you go to the June 30th show, Andy Webb did it, and uh, it's, uh, it's called Remote Investing, Hot Opportunities in Georgia's Real Estate Market. Andy Webb interviews one of our realtors in Georgia. That and We have realtors on our staff here at Lifestyles Unlimited. They'll help you find a property, okay? But he's interviewing uh, our realtor that covers the Georgia area. And she'll even tell you, hey, Georgia is a wonderful place to invest. And here's the seven reasons why. But then she'll also go on and say, we don't invest in Atlanta, but we invest here, 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 and here. And the reason she doesn't invest in Atlanta, well, it just so happens that in Atlanta, you get uh, double taxation. You're taxed by the city and you're taxed by the county. And it is what it is. And, and people are allowed to vote how they want. But let's just comment on the fact that there are folks that are business friendly and property ownership friendly. And there are others that don't think those are good ideas. Okay. That's part of it, right? Do you always hear uh, even a novice, someone who doesn't invest in real estate will tell you location, location, location. Yeah, very important. It's one component. But even here in the great state of Texas, there's areas I don't invest in in Texas. Okay. There are just quite frankly, no, not doing it. And it's not because of what you think. It's not always the political leadership or the, or the crime. Sometimes uh, it could be geography, right? There's, there's some, there's some other reasons. Um, take, uh, I always say, don't, don't put all your investments in one city. And this is typically multifamily when I'm talking about being a passive investor, there might be someone that's in love with Houston and I'm invested in Houston. Um, and they like it so much that we fast forward three or four years from now, and they might have 12, let's say, uh, 12 investments, 12 multifamily deals that they're a part of, and 10 of those are in Houston. I would say, look, Houston's great. It's the energy capital of the world, but let's spread this out a little bit. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'm just saying, hey, you can diversify within real estate. So let's, uh, let's spread it out uh, geographically, right? I'm, I'm invested in other states, not just Texas. So let's go back to um, doing it properly again. Let's talk about that. Real estate is, is often forgiving, okay? Uh, you can make a mistake here too, um, but it's not forgiving all the time. And sometimes market conditions um, make it much either easier or tougher, let's just say. So it needs to be done absolutely correctly. And that's what we teach here at Lifestyles Unlimited. We're an educational and mentoring group. We've got members in all 50 states, and we've been doing this for over 30 years. But if you have the wrong house in the wrong neighborhood with the wrong financing and the wrong resident, you can be 
you can get in trouble quickly. Now, that's four wrongs just in, in one property, but I see that with what I'll call the accidental landlord. And you may be going, well, Mike, what's an accidental landlord? I'll tell you, there's people that they'll have a property and they move um, for whatever reason, maybe purposefully or maybe job transfer or maybe a family issue, and they don't want to sell the house, they can't sell the house, whatever, throw in that reason. And so they go, hey, I know, we'll just rent the house out. Steve has a friend who will rent it. He told me so. And then next thing you know, you got the wrong house, right? Um, and wrong house doesn't necessarily mean bad house. It may be super nice. It might be an $800,000 home. I'm telling you, that's not the best bang for your buck in investing. In wrong neighborhood doesn't mean bad neighborhood. It could mean too nice of a neighborhood. Wrong financing, what does that look like? Well, wrong financing could be an interest-only loan that resets at a higher interest rate, and suddenly you're... you're not cash flowing, right? You're in a negative position. You're not in a positive position. And that happens with uh, single family properties. It happens with multifamily properties. And then wrong resident, um, we can do an entire show on the wrong resident. You need to screen that person, not because they're a friend of a friend of somebody or even a relative doesn't necessarily make a great resident. This is a business and, and you need to do your screen and you need to check five different ways, right? You need to check the credit. You need to check their work history, make sure their income uh, is coming in. You need to check, uh, run a background check, right? You, you don't want to rent to a criminal. Uh, you don't want to rent to a pedophile. So you have to do your screening. And it's very simple. There's online processes where you can have that potential rental candidate go online, pay the fee, put in all their information. Uh, it's all um, confidential. And then you'll basically get a note back, um, pass or, or don't pass. Um, let's talk about wrong market, right? Um, you can be in a city and you're in love with the city and all of a sudden bang some new weird ordinance or law gets passed and it can affect property owners so uh, understand that california get this california just lifted as in recently within the last few weeks the eviction moratorium who knew that there was eviction moratoriums still in place as in covid three years ago now, let's think about what an eviction moratorium says, because that rule, that this eviction moratorium, had nothing to do about COVID. It's all about destroying the middle class. Most folks that own rental property, investment property, are not giant mega corporations, okay? They're just not. Now, we all hear about those, but I'll tell you right now, the overwhelming majority of investment property owners are people like you and me and they own one or two houses so california says hey we're going to do this eviction moratorium you can't kick these people out for not paying rent so there's a giant signal to uh let's just say wrong residents and they go hey we don't have to pay the rent they can't kick us out but then that poor person uh, the governor didn't pass a, um, a mortgage moratorium. He didn't pass a property tax moratorium. He didn't pass an insurance moratorium. He said, no, property owner, you still have to pay all of that. I know your resident's not paying you rent because of COVID, but wow, I mean, you're obviously a multimillionaire, so uh, you can just suck it up and pay this. It broke people. It's still breaking people. They just now lifted the eviction moratorium so it's going to be another few months 
obviously, before you can get your evictions done in place. So there's several more months of these poor people uh, that are, are, quite frankly, getting their backs broke because of this. So uh, elections have consequences. You need to understand uh, where you are and where you're investing. And we'll come back and pick it up on the other side. My name is Mike Harrison. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Start your real estate immersion with a free workshop live online at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Remember this, sellers, motivated sellers are found, but deals are made. A reminder from Del Wamsley, CEO of Lifestyles Unlimited. Learn how to find those motivated sellers and get the deals done. Join our free online workshop and learn how to retire in five years or less at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. We're cooking today. We're making a case why real estate investing is great. It's great now, and it's going to be great tomorrow, and it's going to be even better down the road. It just gets better each and every day, each and every month, each and every year. And to you listeners, I'd like to throw out a little challenge. If there's something you want me to talk about on the show or you got a question, send me an email. Put that subject line in that email, show topic, show topic. Put that in that subject line, and my email address is askmike at luinc.com. That email comes to me. It doesn't go to anybody else. You're not going to be put on some crazy list. That's a conversation between you and me. I'm, I'm here to help. And be sure to tune in next week. My Roadblocks to Financial Freedom show will be airing, and these are just why. Um, you know, I'm making the case today why real estate is just fantastic, and now's as good a time as any to invest in real estate. That case next week's going to be why people just aren't going to do it. And it's not because they don't realize real estate is indeed a great investment. It's because of preconceived determinations. It's because of their mindset. It's because of, of what they've been taught and what they think is true. And it's not necessarily true and about investing, about wealth growth, and about retirement. So we're going to see if we can't overcome some of those uh, next week. Now, let's uh, let's talk about real estate investing, at least the way we teach it here at Lifestyles Unlimited, and we call it the Lifestyles Unlimited model. And it's back to that statement I made earlier, real estate investing, when done properly, will outperform everything. I don't care what you're investing in. Real estate wins day in and day out. Yes, 100% returns. There are often thousands of percent returns, and there can even be returns of infinity. Um, I gave you a simple example of a zero down on a single-family property, but let's take multifamily uh, investing. Let's say you put money into a multifamily apartment community. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, passive investors will we'll get together, we'll pool our money when there's an opportunity that we like and we all get together and we tell that syndicator, we call it a, a lead investor, we'll say like, hey, hey, Bob, I like your plan. I like what you're doing. Um, here's, we're in for 50,000. We're in for 100. 
uh, please count me as one of your investors in this property. And so we pull our money and, and buy apartment communities, all all sizes, right? They're not always $25 million apartment communities. I mean, some of them are, uh, you know, million, $2 million, small communities. Every deal is different. But we put our money in, and let's say in year, let's say you put 50000 in, okay? This is a perfect example. And three years later, the lead, the syndicators running the property, they're following their business plan, they've fixed everything, they've improved the value of the property, and they go to the bank and they go, hey, bank, I know we bought this, uh, this apartment community for $4 million. Today it's worth $6 million. I would like to refinance based on this new valuation. And, and valuations determined... Uh, it's it's not determined like a house is where price per square foot. It's a business, so it's determined by the bottom line, the return of the business. And so the bank is going to uh, basically look at your paperwork and, and look at your trailing 12 months. I mean, they're going to look at everything, and they're going to go, you know what? Hey, Bob, I agree with you. This property is way better than it was before. They'll inspect the property. They'll tour the property. They're very hands-on in these certain circumstances. We'll refinance and uh, essentially give you $2 million back. Well, if the initial raise was $2 million, you put two million in, you get two million back, and that filters down to all the passives. Those passives that put fifty thousand in, they get their fifty thousand back. So essentially, you're made whole. You got your money back, but you're still part owner of that property. Okay, so now you really don't have anything in the deal. I mean, you do, but you can call your return infinity if you wanted to. You can say it's a hundred percent return, but really, if you've been made whole and can go invest again then that's an infinite return going forward. And and we teach that, but the way we make it work is what we call the Lifestyles Unlimited model of best product, best price run by the best people, the best management. So we're not slumlords in any way, shape, or form. We're improving. We're taking the sad property that uh, has deferred maintenance, that has poor management, poor leadership, poor residents, possibly. You might have great residents there. You don't know, but you're fixing everything. You're running it right with that best product, best price. And ultimately, people will want to live in your property more than they'll want to live in someone else's property. And so that's how we essentially create value and, and provide cash flow and provide returns for ourselves and our investors. Now, my first statement that I made earlier, um, real estate investing is and will continue to be a safe investment. Let's talk about that because there's a lot of noise right now. Today is not like it was two years ago or three years ago. Uh, we've got high inflation. We've got interest rates that are way up and continue to go up. However, I see nothing on the horizon that makes me believe real estate investing is anything less safe. Okay. It, your money's not going to go away. You're transforming it from dollars into a tangible asset. Now you may be saying, well, Mike, the interest rates, uh, that it makes it not a good investment. I will tell you this, get a fixed rate mortgage. And when you're doing your analysis, when you're writing that property, essentially doing the review, it needs to cash flow at today's rates. And that's how you're going to base your valuation and base your offer, for instance. And if the offer is accepted, right, you've got to have a buyer and a seller that come together whether it's a single-family property or a multi-family property. But if you've got a fixed interest uh, rate, let's say it's 7 and you're still making on uh, an acceptable return, right? A 10 to 15% cash-on-cash return, uh, if that's what your strategy is, that's fine, okay? The, it's a safe investment. 
proceed, move forward. Um, occupancy, right? I told you earlier that rental demand is going to go up. However, if you're looking at purchasing an apartment community, you're going to stress test your analysis and you're going to stress test it and you're going to say, does this property still cash flow at a 70% occupancy and at these higher uh, interest rates? It's a yes, no answer. But if the answer is yes, then you've avoid, avoided uh, the danger there, right? You have prepared yourself for the what ifs in the future. And it's the what ifs that bring the risk to the investment. Okay. The, the, the folks that have the interest only loans couldn't imagine a world where there's five, six, 7% interest. Well, guess what? We're in a world where there's five, six or 7% interest. So some folks are, are in trouble in that regard. There's some, and not necessarily Lifestyles Unlimited members. So I, I had, uh, I did a, a, a show a few weeks back where this guy obviously didn't stress test anything. He just bought it and thought, I don't need to fix anything and I can raise the, the rents. Well, guess what? You weren't able to raise the rents. And when he didn't fix anything, people started moving out and you didn't stress test it at that lower rate and you're not following the Lifestyles Unlimited model. So that's where the, the risk comes in, okay? Real estate is safe because it's less volatile than other investments like stocks and bonds. Think about that. We're having annualized returns on multifamily properties that are 15 to 30% or more, and most of those are tax-free, okay? Safely, safely, you're not getting that in the stock market. You're absolutely not getting that. One reason our returns are also better than the stock market, this is, this is very important leverage okay we're not paying cash for these properties dave ramsey style we're actually adults and we're bringing the bank to the table and the bank is going to allow us to use leverage to buy that property and so our returns are based on the full value of that property not just the money that we brought to not just our portion that we brought to the table you can't do that in the stock market okay you can't say i guess you can take out a loan and and buy some stocks but it's a much different world. I mean, you got a separate loan on the side and you're purchasing the stock, whereas we're using leverage to buy this property and get the full appreciation of that property, right? Income, appreciation, stability. Um, guess what else? When you buy a piece of property, there's land associated with it. And last time I checked, they're not making any more land at all. So the value is there. Uh, the asset is tangible. It's physical. It's not going to go away. Um, They are a store of value. All right. So what's not to love about real estate? Now, let's talk about rental demand. I will tell you, we have seen a softening of rental demand across the board nationally. Um, It's a slight downtick, but historically, it is nothing to be concerned with. What you're seeing is you're seeing some people are moving because of the cost of living. Um, they're getting roommates, take it on roommates, whereas during the COVID, everyone was wanting to live by themselves. They're starting to pick up roommates again, right? So you have people coming together. They're still renters. You also have uh, some older 20, 30-year-olds that are moving back in with their parents to save money. So that's what you're seeing there. You're not seeing uh, any... You're, you're not seeing an overall decrease of demand. Here, I uh, was reading from Newmark, and this just came out. It's the United States Multifamily Capital Markets Report. So this is a big-time report that does a full analysis over 
uh, essentially multifamily properties within the United States. Um, they'll tell you that vacancy, yes, did go up in the first quarter of 2023, but despite the uptick, it's still below the long-term average. And I think it's like 5.2%. It went from 4.4% vacancy to 5.2%. let us talk about those numbers, okay? Most of you, all you heard was, oh, there's a slight uptick in occupancy. Look, if you own a multifamily apartment community or you're an investor in a multifamily apartment community and your vacancy is 5.2%, that's it. The, the opposite of that is it's 95% full. You're doing excellent, my friend, especially if your economic vacancy uh, is, is way down as well. Um, so, and just to throw that out there, there's physical occupancy and there's, there's economic occupancy. Physical is, I can tell you, hey, there's a body in, behind every door of my apartment community. It's 100% occupied. But if only 80% of those people are paying rent on time, then really your economic uh, occupancy is 80%. Or you can say your economic vacancy is 20%. So, I just wanted to, to get that out there. But if you're running a property and your vacancy overall is 5%, you're printing money, friend. You're doing well. Now, rental demand. Why is it going to remain strong? Because of rising home ownership cost as, as a whole. Mortgage expenses have nearly doubled. So this means that there's a lot of would-be home buyers that can't purchase right now. And so they're having to stay in the rental market. And that's on top of High demand, okay? That's already on top of high demand. What else is going on? Well, you have a lot of people that historically would have moved within the last year or two. I'm, I'm telling you, there's so much pent-up demand out there for people wanting to move, but they're not. And, and one of these groups of folks is, um, let's say, empty nesters, for instance. The kids are out or they're in college and they're gone and you want to either downsize or upsize or sell the house and move to Florida but they're not. Why? Because they have a beautiful interest rate right now in their current residence. And by beautiful, probably a sub three, right? If you're paying 2.8 interest rate on your mortgage and moving to your dream location means you're going to pay a six and a half or a seven. Well, that dream location's not so dreamy right now. If it, you know, no one wants to be uh, money poor and, and what they say, house rich, money poor. You can have a nice house, but if you can't afford to live your life, there's there's nothing appealing or attractive to that. And so there's just a, a ton of folks, millions of people that are not moving right now as a result. And so that's creating more demand for those rental properties. Um, also, the economy, as people lose jobs, and, and I think the jobs numbers just tick down, uh, so the Fed by raising interest rates is doing what they want to do. Their their goal is to crush the economy. And I know that sounds brutal, but that's what high interest rates do. They're trying to cool off the economy. And one of the, the bellwethers that they look at is jobs. And so if there's fewer job openings, then the Fed is, is getting that signal that, hey, these higher interest rates are starting to work, right? We're starting to kind of crush in, compact the economy. That's going to create more folks that are going to have to rent. It's just a simple economic cycle. Now, there's not going to be a housing crash like there was. In, in, in fact, prices are going to stay high and they're going to appreciate significantly. A real estate property 
essentially is a hedge against inflation. It is a store of value. What do we have right now? We have inflation, okay? The inflation is going to stay with us for some time. There's Many of you may not realize this. There's trillions of dollars that have yet to even drop off of some of these these bills that have been passed by Washington, D.C., trillions that's still going to trickle into the economy. So you're not going to see a housing crash. In fact, you're going to see the values of houses stay stable and ultimately appreciate. I want you to remember it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.